Hello and welcome back to the Outside and Active podcast. This week's guest is the master of the marathon, Paula Radcliffe. After graduating from Loughborough University with a first-class degree in modern languages in 1996, Paula devoted herself to full-time running and is now acknowledged as one of the finest athletes of the modern era. As well as her achievements on the track, Paula has established herself as the master of the ultimate distance race, the marathon. She holds the world record and won the London Marathon in 2002, 2003 and 2005. In November 2004, she won the New York Marathon in breathtaking style and in 2005 she took the gold medal in the World Championships in Helsinki for the same distance. She was awarded an MBE in June 2002 and later that year was voted BBC's Sports Personality of the Year. We hit Paula in this episode with some quick-fire questions about her racing life and found out more about what makes her tick. Just before we get into this week's episode, we want to say a massive thank you to this season's partner, Dry Rope, the original outdoor change rope. Enhance your outdoor experience with Dry Rope, designed to let you get changed anywhere. The Dry Rope Advance is an essential piece of kit for outdoor adventurers who need to stay protected from the elements. The Dry Rope Advance is like having your own portable changing room, where the oversized design gives you plenty of space to get changed in and out of your sports gear. Versatile enough to be worn as a jacket on those chilly race mornings or sitting by the campfire in the evenings. Made from 100% recycled fabrics, the waterproof and windproof outer protects you from the elements, whilst the super warm lining will keep you toasty pre or post run. From surfing, wild swimming, to triathlon, paddleboarding, or even walking your dog in torrential terrain, the Dry Robe Advance is for everyone. You can find out more by heading to dryrobe.com. Without further ado, let's head straight into this week's episode. Do you ever get overwhelmed meeting loads of people? Or is it something yeah. like you just kind of, it's just nice to, to see people and, and, and that type of thing? Yeah, no, I think uh, events like this, it's people are really friendly and so nice that it, it's absolutely fine. I think the only time I, I've been worried is when I've had a, when the kids were small and I've had yeah. one of them with me. And then, because if they run off, you can't then get to run after them. Um, do, you, do you do a lot of running with your kids? Because it's on, on social media with your, your son especially, but do you do lots of running? Um, with him, not so much now. I mean, he, he's... He loves running, yeah. um, um, but he's really into scooting. Um, so that's what he's doing a lot now. So I do, I spend a lot of time running him around places. Um, and now he's two hours every week um, on a Saturday morning uh, um, scooter training. So I can run from there on some really nice trails. So I just take him there, go for a run, and then watch yeah. the rest of the time. So um, I do spend a lot with him, but less time. I mean, he could be very good at running and he yeah. does enjoy the races, <laughs> but his passion right now is training for scooting and he's only 11, so he doesn't really need to oh, be doing wow. a lot of yeah, yeah. running either. So they keep calling me from the track saying he hasn't been down for a bit. <laughs> can't afford him. It's not like he's sat at home on the Xbox either. He's, he's out yeah. doing something. Uh, and in time, I think he'll go back to that. But yeah, you can't force him as long as they're active. Yeah, that's, that's that the main thing. Paula, thank you for joining us. We'll we'll, uh, we'll go through some quick fire questions for you just to get get a good text about uh, of what you're about and some advice and stuff as well. Which I'm I've booked to do my first marathon race, so I might have to get some advice at the end. Okay, which one? <laughs> but um, let's start with the 2002 to 2005 period where you had almost like a purple patch. Did you kind of see that when you, especially when you're doing the London Marathon, New York Marathon, that you were kind of like at the peak of your powers? Was that a good period? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think people ask me now a lot of times, how old was I when I ran my first marathon? And I guess I did go fairly late to the marathon, given that I was in a running club when I was nine. I didn't run a marathon until I was 28. Um, but I didn't know that that was 
I was going to run quicker on the track afterwards. I, I thought I needed to run as fast as I was capable of doing first on the track and then move to the marathon. And both my coach and I were convinced that the marathon is a tough event and it's a special event and you should only go to it when you really want to. You shouldn't go to it just because the physiologists say that you'll be good at it. Um, but things definitely clicked into place and I think lots of things from the strength of the marathon training to the confidence and just a few more cards that I had up my sleeve that I could use even in track races um, all came from the marathon so I think that helped and everybody knows you always have that purple patch and I remember running with Mo in Albuquerque in either 2011 or 2012 and just telling him the same thing like you don't know it right now. I mean, his purple patch is huge. <laughs> um, but um, you need to really appreciate it while you're in it because suddenly you're just out the other side. And it's just then you kind of need to keep those memories yeah. and just enjoy every minute while you can. Absolutely. And had you always been active? Was that being you know, running fitness? Was that always central to your life? Um, I don't know if it was fitness. It, I think I just enjoyed, I just liked running. I liked the feeling um, that running made, made me, how it made me feel. Uh, it made me feel alive. Um, and then it took me to places as well. And like, I can remember, um, when I would have been what 13, I got picked to 13 or 14. I was selective in England schools in the schools international and it was up in Irvine, Scotland. And it meant I missed, um, my school going away on the French exchange. So I got to fly instead on my own from my dad dropped me off at Edinburgh airport and the French family picked me up from Charles de Gaulle. Uh, and then it was my first time ever flying on my own. So in my mind, that was a lot of great, cool situations that running was actually getting me into. I was travelling way before other people were um, at, at school on their own. I was driving myself down as soon as I could down to Heathrow to go out for events at the weekend. Um, so I loved everything around that. And the community, I think, is something very special. Oh, you absolutely running. see the running community. They're so supportive. And, mm-hmm. and you, like, you're speaking at the National Running Show today. You can absolutely see that vibe and that, that atmosphere throughout the hall. Um, some quick fire questions. What would you say has been your best race? Whatever you define it by, but your best race. Um, it's a close call between finally winning the World Cross Country in 2001 um, in Ostend um, because it was a goal ever since I won the juniors in 92 and it took me nine years to try and do it and to do that in kind of like a sprint finish. I mean, it wasn't because it was in knee deep in mud and into the teeth <laughs> of the wind, but I did win in a sprint and I beat an Ethiopian girl in a sprint. Um, so that was really, really special to me. And then the other one I'd pick is 8.22 in Monaco um, because that was after the marathon, my first race back after the first London marathon. And I never in my wildest dreams thought I could run that fast. Um, wow. Whereas the others, I think, were what I thought I was capable of. So they were great and it was it was great to run quickly. Um, but that one, I just can remember coming into the home straight and looking at the clock and thinking, that can't be right. And then hardest race? Hardest race. Um, Might be because it was more difficult or the, at the incline or anything. It's just that it wasn't the right day. Um, I mean, obviously Athens was hard, but I don't remember it being able to even get to it being physically hard. Um, um, I mean, oh God, some of the, some of the really humid yeah. courses um, are, are pretty sapping I can remember and I don't know if it was actually a race but training in Tallahassee prior to Atlanta in 96 um, was 
really hard and I remember one of the first track sessions I did basically the the team management were inside the air-conditioned room and we were going into the air-conditioned room in the recovery to back out onto the track and they were just watching to see if you could cope um so that was pretty tough and then obviously London Marathon is is a big one for you but do you have a favorite race is it London or is there something around the world that you think that that was special um I think it's different for different surfaces um, so in, in terms of tracks, I always loved racing in Oslo and Zurich and Monaco. Um, and that's when I was really lucky that then that actually became my home track. So it'd be where I'd go to, to do the track workouts. And I say to the kids, now you have no idea how lucky you are that this is your local club track. Um, because it's an extremely quick track, uh, and it's great for distance running on there. And then I think roads, um, it's between London and New York. New York is it, it, special as well because for me, New York was my pickup. So it's where I went to for the first time in the marathon after Athens and then I went back again after I had Isla and then I was back in 2008 and it was always somewhere that I went to feel better and even from right in the beginning taking part in the Fifth Avenue Mile. I mean, I think first year we did that, Gary and I walked over every inch of Manhattan and just loved the place. Great we went experience. to Central Park and we thought we'd crashed a race and it was just what Central Park's always like on a Sunday morning. Amazing. And then the final two questions, one piece of advice that you would give to someone that's building up to that marathon distance or a marathon race maybe on the day on the morning one piece of advice um i think that would be um as i said in, in the talk earlier that marathon respect the marathon but don't be afraid of it so so go in and respect it but know that you've done all the, all of the training and it's not something to be afraid of it's an amazing experience and i think embracing that experience and using the atmosphere will help you get through it and then final question what do you love about being active that you feel more alive and you fit more in and the people you meet, lots of things. Um, I think being active, I think it means you're getting more out of life in general. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's episode. We thoroughly enjoyed talking to Paula at the National Running Show. So thank you, Paula, for her time. We also want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors of this season, Dry Robe. Make sure you check them out at dryrobe.com. Also, if you think that you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, who loves being outdoors, then make sure to send it on to them so that they can join the community as well. Until next time, enjoy the outside.